Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sonic Talk episode uh, 695, recording today live on Wednesday, the 15th of December 2021, at least live for those who can receive it. Apparently, uh, the cloud is calling and it's having a bit of a hissy fit, as has been happening a lot this week with uh, AWS outages and all kinds of stuff going on. Um, but Twitch is apparently not terribly happy. But that's all right, because you can watch this uh, pre-show and all the ad-free stuff on our Patreon. There you go. How's that for a bit of a slick plug? Uh, this is uh, a Patreon where you can see all of our stuff ad-free. Uh, there's also extras, patches, samples, all kinds of other stuff down there. We're getting quite a collection there. So, And if you sign up before the end of the program to our upper tier, you would be able to see your name in lights in the title and the closing credits because it's automatically generated and pulls it from a live feed. How about that for uh, something slick? It might be the only slick thing that happens at the show, but I'm pretty much sure... It won't be. Uh, this is a music technology podcast, of course. We talk about uh, things to do with music production, synthesizers, studio, recording, live production, all of the things that kind of surround the whole thing that is currently what we call or used to call the music industry. I don't know whether it's that anymore. But anyway, it's uh, it doesn't really matter. So um, let's uh, let's just say hello to our friends over in the YouTube chat. Nice to see you there. We've also got on the IRC. We've got our new IRC server up and running. Thanks to Wagyu. Very kind of him to uh, take on that technical challenge uh, and also uh, we're streaming via Twitch hopefully and Facebook Live and all of those things so I want to say thanks to all of those people we uh, for joining us and uh, we've got guests we have many guests I think I'm going to uh, start with Mr Gaz Williams there in Bristol we haven't seen Gaz for ages Gaz has been off in the world performing and doing rock and roll <sighs> things at least some of it I know you had a bit of a, a rocky road to that route but how are you Gaz? Yeah, so I mean, for those of you who don't know, I mean, I'm playing, I'm currently playing with Mr. Martin Carr. Now, Martin, a uh, very, you know, critically acclaimed songwriter, uh, made his name in the 90s with the Boo Radleys and uh, subsequent, subsequently with um, Brave Captain, and he goes out under his own name now, Martin Carr, um, which is really great fun. I'm playing, playing bass, along with Bernie, great drummer, fantastic drummer, actually. And also, Bernie also runs uh, Music Box, which is Wales's premier rehearsal studio space. <laughs> nice plug there. Oh, but it well really done. is. Mu music Box is where, where I rehearse with Charlotte Church and the Pop Dungeon as well. So super, super duper. Um, it's great having Bernie, though. He's like just super pro. He's got this, uh, he takes out this kind of pelly case that's just got, every single little nubbing tool for any uh, eventuality. Uh, uh, one of those. And, uh, Does he yeah. got any, has he got paracord in it? That's always the sign of whether somebody's really prepared. If you've got paracord well, in there, then paracord. you're ready for almost anything. <laughs> and then we've got a guy called uh, Matthew Frederick on keys, and he's actually rocking a pair of Nords on this tour. So he's ah. using a Nord piano and 88 grand uh you know eight, the 88 weighted keys one uh and uh, an electro two i think on the top there so nord uh nord it's definitely a very naughty naughty show but um martin's playing uh martin singing and playing uh 12 string electric guitar that he's actually running out into pedalboard which splits into a marshall amp but also into a roland jc stereo oh, amp, which is nice so the jc is stereo mic'd and the Marshall's mic, and he's playing 12 strings. So we're getting it's a lot of guitar. A full sound. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, it's just like a four-piece. And we're playing with the Charlatans, supporting Charlatans on their what should have been their 30th anniversary. I think it's their 31st anniversary due to um, it being a postponed tour. Um, but I have to say, 
this tour is quite hard work because we are having to COVID bubble it, which I've, you know. Uh, so you're getting all the work necessary. and none of the fun. <laughs> it's all the work, none of the fun, yeah. I mean, we turn up to the venues and then we have to set up Typically, we set up on the floor of the venue in front of the stage. Um, charlatans will do their sound check, and then when we're ready, we'll load up onto the stage. Um, we can't even hang out with the charlatans. We have to wow. kind of stay yeah. sort of, you know, it's super strict. I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, it's it's kind of a miracle to be actually out there playing. Yeah. As soon as we've uh, as soon as we've finished, though, we do have to just derig, and we have to skedaddle before the charlatans even you know, play, or we typically manage to get out during their first number. And oh, wow. uh, so, so it's, it's real. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. However, it's either that or, you know. Not at all. Or no, or not at all. So, you know, so we understand. And we're having great fun with each other. You know, it's like, a, it's a, there's a lot of laughs and there's a lot of, um, you know, internal well, I'm glad memes to, I'm, and I'm glad to. I mean, I mean, imagine you're massively focused on that, and as, as it should be. I mean, it, obviously, we should yeah. point, you know, it's not It's not that everybody's kind of worried about getting sick necessarily for themselves. It's mm. that if somebody does, show's yeah. over. You know, nobody gets to see the band because well, they have, then have to, you know, which is what happened to you, didn't it, you know, at the beginning? Yeah, so it was absolutely, for me, a personal tragedy because it was the day before the final rehearsal. That's two days before we were due to head off on the tour. And I got struck down by the dreaded COVID, uh, you know, and I tested positive in the evening. Um, and I wanted to make sure, you know, so in the, the next morning then, again, it tried the test. Uh, these are lateral flow tests. And then had to sort of, in, you know, oh, that night, you know, I couldn't sleep. I was just so disappointed, so worried, and just dreading letting the others know. You know, just feeling yeah, like I was going to let them down. But it was a really horrible thing. So then I had to um, do the isolation and stay at home. Missed half the tour, uh, and they were being very, very strict about how long, and a bit overly strict in a way. I guess they just didn't want to take any chances, uh, and ended up, you know, missing yeah a lot of the shows. Uh, but thankfully, I was able to join the tour in Liverpool, and yeah, and it's, great. Well, it's, I'm glad it's working out. I'm just glad. It's lovely to have thanks. you. Uh, it's been a while, uh, um, but uh, please, oh, wait. sorry. I just yes. One last thing. I just want to say big shout out to all of the Sonic State fans who've come up to you know shout and wave and uh, oh, come and say hello. Uh, yeah. So yeah, thanks about that. Excellent. Well, uh, lovely to have you, Gaz. I will hear more from you a little later. I will also go over to Mr. Dom Hawkin, who uh, is there in his uh, studio, where Dom is, of course, Mr. Wiggly, a.k.a. Mr. Wiggly, mrwiggly.co.uk, where you can buy the fine incinerator and, no doubt, a huge amount of more products rolling out in the new year sometime, maybe. How are you, Dom? You're muted. Is that me or you? No, it's you. Excellent. That's got to be a That's got to be a first. <laughs> What an amateur. <laughs> oh, my gosh. More practice. Back to the drawing board. Yeah, I was coughing in, in midst gas, so I thought I'll just mute so I don't get in the way of him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was just going to say um, we had a we had a drummer in our first band that got the job because his dad owned a barn, barn we could rehearse in. So being a drummer with a rehearsal studio, you're just going to get every single gig <laughs> going. But that's not to say he's, he must be an amazing drummer anyway to be working with him. But, um, yeah, it's all good. So... Uh, there is some new stuff coming out in January. That's exactly what's what's going oh, on. So wow. it's very, very exciting. Um, but I've got my new Max arrived. Oh, finally. Oh, I what did you go for? Uh, uh, maxed out Max, basically. Um, right. So just the whole caboodle. Because I, I've got, um, in the studio, I've got a, a Pro, the, the black dustbin-y 
pro ones and i remember maxing that out and it's still going like crazy so i'm really really happy with it so i think if you buy if you can afford to buy the top end of the mac stuff they last forever yeah uh, but my office machine particularly is an old imac um and was really slowing down particularly when you're coding if you hit compile or you're doing stuff it just takes ages to crunch and i got to the point where i was compiling code and it was taking about a minute so every time you make a change and you hit compile it takes a minute to test this thing does it in about three seconds it's a whole minute i mean crazy. god i mean a man yeah. as busy as yourself i mean it's outrageous when you make kind of, you know, a thousand changes, that's... Yeah, I know, I know, understand. Yeah. It's interesting. No, there, there was there was an interesting study. I'm not, I'm, this is a, a not flip, but, um, but about how uh, coding houses were saying it would make more sense for them to buy their entire team, like, you know, whatever, top of the range, mm. um, new M1s, because the compiling was so much faster. It would yep. only take like a year in terms of what they were paying in terms of time for those people to, to make, make it to make it back, which is uh, when you start thinking about it, that's particularly for things like video editing and, and, and all of that stuff. It, it starts to make stuff. sense. Indeed, for 3D stuff, it's it's incredible because just to open up Unreal Engine took three minutes on my on my iMac, and it's not yeah, it's quite high spec. It's about eight years old or something, and this is again twenty seconds to open the software. So mm. yeah, I can see how that would save fortunes if you're paying someone kind of high rock star programming rates every day. It's crazy. Well, I hope you're very, or you're all very happy together. Um, I'm, like I say, I, mine arrived last week, and I've uh, I've been using it, and it's just been, you know, been fine. But I know there are other PC, there are other computer flavors available. We don't mean to uh, to bang on about it, but endlessly. But we're we're happy with our uh, our choices. Uh, and also, we have Mr. Yoad Nevo there, right there from yoadnevo.com uh, in his Nevo Sound Studio, uh, where he's no doubt taken a short break between waxing hotties, as we like to say in the business, uh, old-fashioned uh, record cutter term how are you how are you well yeah very well thanks good to be here yet again uh, i didn't think i will have time uh, before the end of the year but uh, yeah like you said i'm really busy mixing um really pleased with the sales of um ambient sci-fi for nexus here i had to plug it as well ah uh, yes uh, really happy with 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 that and, and it's quite surprising because uh you know, it's ambient sci-fi, so you would think that it's kind of a niche thing, but uh, but I guess that people, uh, it seems people people like it. Would you got the zeitgeist me, there? Really you're on the, you're on, you got your finger on the pulse of uh, of of what people want. So you know, it's always encouraging. Yeah, because uh, because I think I've managed to, without getting into modular sort of territory, to get into sort of self-evolving patches and stuff like that. There's hundred and 81 patches with lots of layers and movements and stuff so um and it seems like people are using it for for pop as well because there are a lot of bass sounds and pads and stuff like that not only sort of ethereal and and you know stuff like that so it's yeah so i'm pleased with that uh, we had a really good run um on Black Friday at waves you know with ssl all the graphs uh, are going in the right direction yeah, yeah. So, so I'm quite, quite, quite pleased with that because you know everyone thought last year was so um, sales of plugins was so good because everyone stayed at home and stuff, and we were a bit weary about uh, this year. And uh, luckily, the the trend kind of continued. So it's really encouraging uh, to see that uh, that you know people use 
software and plugins and hardware instrument as well, uh, instruments as well. As I, you I think there's a th- I have a theory. For, I have a, I I have a th- sorry, I'm interrupt. I have a theory about this, and I think it's partly because well, there are two factors, and I think maybe the first factor is that uh, um, computing power is getting stronger so people are less kind of concerned about oh it won't run on my machine because everybody's getting up to a certain level you know m1s besides you know whatever they're all pretty capable but the other thing is you know all of this stuff uh, all the hardware is ju- it's just not materializing because of supply issues whereas f- software has doesn't suffer from those same constraints so where people might have been saying i'm waiting for x or y to ship they kind of go well actually i'll get this because uh, as we all know buying mm-hmm. new equipment makes our creative output way better so you know that's that's just the way it works. So yeah, it's true, and I'm and I'm I'm waiting on the on the next kind of batch of of Mac um, hardware as well um, planned for for next year. I don't know if it's rumors or if it's official. I, I've I, you know it's hard to tell within all the YouTube kind of uh, um, yeah activity going on but it seems like there's going to be a new mac pro which is really interesting however it's not it seems like it's not going to be an m2 i'm i'm i've I've been using uh, the m1 the now old m1 for for the past Mm -hmm. year or so and it's 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 quite good and it's quite surprising and it's you know not generating any heat and it's very quiet um so but i am maxing it out yeah uh, well we did that especially when yeah atmos stuff when we were doing the screen screen uh, capture as well it just was wasn't having it was it yeah yeah uh but also i use a lot of uh sort of uh harmonic um enhancing if you like uh plugins on across all the channels because i'm now not using the desk for mixing or even for summing, um, just for recording and sometimes processing uh, stuff, uh, specific um, tracks. But I'm I'm using a lot of um, stuff like NLS and um, analog analog box, I think, by Brainworks, which is really good. So that's the sort um, of saturation and distortion kind of stuff that uh, that kind of adds that yeah, analog and, console and, feel. And right? when when you yeah, and when you when you have it across like a hundred or hundred and twenty tracks <laughs> on top of everything else, it kind of adds up. Yeah, and, okay. uh, and my poor uh, M1 is really struggling with that. So okay. so I'm I'm waiting for for the new one. But you know, when you buy a Mac or when you buy any computer, but especially with Macs, I think um, it, you want it to last for i don't know four or five years or something like that yeah. so so i i think i'll be i'll be waiting for the, the for big the one. mac pro yeah. yeah for the big one uh which is supposed to have like 40 cores or something crazy yeah. like that i so, think that they will or make a big, a big I, I think they'll make a big statement about that because it makes perfect sense i mean if they yeah. can they will anyway we should probably uh, move on just a little i mean it's not a it's not a mac focused thing but it's this i i i won't be apologize for the the nature of it because pure you know the, the, as we know the, these move forwards in uh, in uh, cpu and uh, system on a chip technology has really kind of elevated what people have come to expect from kind of relatively affordable machines you know and it's it's quite Nick, a big jump. Nick, 
Yes. Nick, can I just cut it in a minute? I've just, I've just got the guilt. I've got guilty feelings. Uh, when I called out all the musicians who I'm on tour with, I didn't mention Jambo, our sound man, because we are just a team, and Jambo's just been doing an amazing job. And I've been Fair sitting there enough. thinking, oh, he's uh, amazing. So there we go. Thank there you, you go. You, just, job done. You. That's all right. That's totally fair. <laughs> right. enough. Yes. You can rest Move easy on. now, guys. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's get on to our first our first topic. Uh, th- now, this 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 kind of follows. There seems to be a bass theme running through our uh, our, our stuff at the moment. I'm better to make sure that. So yeah, this is uh, ten Davey years 504. ago. I made my first Yay! YouTube video, and today we just reached ten million subs. Thank you. Slappers, whether you have been following me since my first video, or you discovered my very impressive challenges, or the base around the world series, or just from being bald, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Actually, let me know in the comments, when did you discover my channel? I'm curious. He's great. This Davey504 um, base, you know, he just does base. It, it's, he describes himself as an Italian guy who wants to share his passion for slapping the bass. And I can't believe that he's got 10 million subs. I mean, that is amazing. And that's in, like, only a matter of a couple of years. I mean, it's really impressive. And it sort of makes you feel like... Uh, there's a that I know what I mean. I just didn't think there were that many people in the world who'd be interested in that. It just seems like such a it's a really good news story, and I know it might not be everybody's uh, a cup of tea, but he's very dry and very humorous. He's a really good uh, comedian, apart from anything else, and he does some really good. And he's a, a, an absolutely wicked bass player uh, in terms of uh, on the slap as well. Very good. I'm gonna have to come to you first, guys, because you have a bass in your hand. <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the thing about Davy, which is, uh, which is, you know, um, that his real big strong point is, he's just. Oh, Whoa, there he goes. <laughs> cut away, cut away. I can't believe that's just what's, happened. What's it? What's it? I, he's he's always so prepared and uh, <laughs> so, professional. What was I saying? <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I'll, I'll tell you what, you, ca- you carry on talking and move your camera at the same time. That's a, What a brilliant moment. That is uh, totally awesome. Totally awesome. Oh, Dave, you, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll pop the uh, the screen up there because then I've got my, my shot here. This is Davey504. I, I don't know how many videos he's got, but yeah, 10 million subs is very impressive. And he's been pushing these, uh, you know, it does bass around the world, which are really good, like the finding the best bassist in Japan or India or China or whatever. And he's very, uh, yeah, he's very dry and irreverent. I could see Gaz is starting to move his uh, his camera almost <laughs> into place. I can stop pedalling in a fairly short... Actually, we could go to... I've got this other shot here, which gives us all of us, so you can see where Gaz is and me. Um well worth checking out. Even if you're not a bass player and don't like bass, they're just sort of... They're musically humorous, which is... There aren't many, apart from Les Dawson and maybe uh, Tim Minchin, who's retired from musical comedy, uh, uh, that I can think of that are sort of musically humorous. Tales of Hoffman. I mean, it's... Bill it's Bailey. Here. Bill Bailey, of course. There's another one. That's a good shout. Hey, Gaz is still doing that. Well, Dom, you've, have you no seen the, any of but, his videos? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't want to steal Gaz's thunder in the slightest because he's just the, the world's best bass player and renowned expert on bass playing. But I think what's wonderful about this is it's a crossover. There aren't well, there may be 10 million absolute bass fanatics out there watching his stream, but I don't think Unlikely, so. yeah. it's it's uh, it's crossed over into being uh, a, just a really really good entertaining video to watch. Like you were saying, if you're yeah, even if you're not into bass and you don't like bass playing, it's an entertaining view. And I think that's that's 
brilliant. And he's obviously, so I think the best YouTubers find stuff by accident. They, they, they play themselves or they are themselves. It just comes across the enthusiasm. And, and occasionally like this, it just clicks with a whole bunch of people who just go, ah, that last video is really entertaining. I'll watch this one. So it's wonderful. Um, and I also, I've been getting, uh, I've been, I wouldn't say I've been getting annoyed, but there's a lot of musical YouTube videos out there from people who don't actually make music, which is fine. But when you're putting yourself out there to say, you know, here's an amazing synth and I'll tell you about, and we'll take you through it and all the rest of it. Um, you kind of need, in my opinion, to qualify it by going and put some music out there, you know, even if it's a jam or if it's some releases or whatever. There's plenty of people who do, um, but I think this qualifies that. You know, he's a great player. He knows his stuff about bass and he does bass. He's not telling me which drum machine to buy and he's done, not done this enormous sort of another musical uh, bass YouTube uh, kind of influencer thing. He just knows what he does and he does it well. And I think that's brilliant. Um, and the more people who can do this, like Gaz is another classic example, funny enough, of this you know knows the stuff that he's doing he's an epic bass player and he plays you know and people just watch youtube to see gaz basically kind of jamming and going off into gaz world with these amazing sounds and i absolutely love that so i think he's ready i think he's uh excellent he's, he's lost in his in his phone but here he's, we go i think you're i on. think here he comes gaz it's, it's working again ah flaccid magic arm ah they're the worst. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what's gone wrong with it, but anyway, I've been out of the game too long. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> He's very script. I mean, um, um, Davey's very, very, it's very yeah. scripted and very highly edited, but it still works really well. And I'm, I'm well, assuming English isn't his first language as well, so it's even more <laughs> impressive, to be honest. The, the, thing, the thing to remember about Davey is that Davey was just making videos, just just slapping videos with no talking, and he didn't, uh, you know, he, he, he this kind of spoken persona of his is kind of, you know, is a later development Um and I think he probably did a voice reveal, I think, after so many subs. Uh, so this kind of character, this Davy 504 character, has sort of um, come into being over a number of years. I've followed him for quite a long time because he typically used to make videos about, um, you know, slapping on you know, mega, mega multi-string basses or, yeah. you know, just maybe doing it on one string or whatever like that. Uh, but like my wife, for instance, she loves him. She's not at all interested in sort of bass player particularly, but his personality is charisma and is just, um, you know, he's funny. You're right. He's a comedian. He's funny. Uh, but of course, you know, there's always new kids on the block and uh, there's a British guy, Char Charles Berthold. Berthold. Who's, I mean, he's nowhere near the amount of subscribers as uh, Davey, but as a bass player, uh, Beartow, B-E-A-R-T-H-O-U-D, I think, Charles, is the most astonishing bass player I have ever seen. I mean, and, you know, he's a YouTuber. I don't know how he would actually fare on stage and out in the, in the big bad world, but his bass playing... You know, sad to say, Davey, I mean, he, Charles has kind of left him in the dust a little bit. Oh, uh, dear. Yeah, I know. But, and Charles tries and copies Davey's style a little bit, but he just doesn't, he just, he just hasn't got the kind of charisma. He's not as funny as Davey. So I think Davey will ultimately triumph. 
<laughs> Great stuff, though. I, yeah. easy, I mean, it's just it's brilliant to have. Um, Yoad, I don't know. I know you You kind of, you, you have said in the past that you've, uh, well, I've seen the guitars that prove you might have shredded uh, at some point in your previous uh, musical career, and you may still do it in your own time. Uh, probably not so much on the records that you do these days. Not much call for it, but uh, this is, uh, yeah. it's great to see this guy, you know, some some a, a kind of virtuoso, I, I, well, I don't know how virtuoso is, but a great player getting so much, such such a mm-hmm. kind of uh, a big accolades. I mean, it's great. He must make a decent amount of money on his videos as well, which is great. Yeah, I think it's 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 always great to see someone who's kind of down to earth and quite modest and not making a big deal out of himself, um, turning his YouTubing into his basically. Um, livelihood and making money and uh and i'm i i hope that he does and i'm sure he does with 10 million subs i don't know how the well you obviously know about it much more than i do but uh but it's nice it's nice to see that um and i like i like people like that um and and on the topic of guitars i really enjoy watching uh, woodford um guitar repairs is uh, a Canadian dude who is amazing. He's an, is a true artist. Um, and uh, he's also very kind of modest and relaxed. And, uh, and I learned so much from him about uh, repairing and set and setting up guitars and stuff. Wow. And uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, there's so much stuff on YouTube that sometimes you there's not enough time to to watch it all because there's so much good stuff there. That's what not isn't that what that's what TikTok's the, for, isn't it? That's that's why you watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> short, that's, uh, that's short attention span stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm more into like long longer stuff, uh, and but a lot of the stuff I watch is not even uh, music related. It's about astrophysics and uh, evolution and stuff like that. Le- but proper kind of lectures and uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing and uh, uh, but sometimes or not sometimes, you know, I I have to also work and uh, and stuff. But sometimes I stay late and knowing that I have to to get some sleep in order to get up in the morning and do the wave stuff and mixing and all that. But there's so much good stuff uh, out there to to watch. Uh, yeah, I think we're really lucky. If you if you imagine, or you don't have to imagine, because we can all remember uh, twenty or even thirty years ago when there was no YouTube. Um, yeah, well, no, and no, you no niche, no niche pro- and- yeah, no niche programming. Exactly, it's uh, it's changed, hasn't yeah, it? The, yeah. the way we consume yeah. it. Yeah, it's massively, brilliant. yeah, massively. Absolutely. And yeah. it's just good that that's even available. We should be thankful. And good luck to Davey. I've never mm-hmm. met him, but yeah. I, I would like to. Brilliant. He's, I'm he's sure fun. he's a, a top chap. Right. OK, I'm just going to uh, bring in a little bit of a message uh, from Isotope because they've still they've still got their subscriptions going. And they're still Isotope Producers so, uh, Club is a do check this out. membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. 
will also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration sparking sample packs and preset packs and industry leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world renowned Berkeley Online taught by Grammy winning producer and engineer Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. In fact, if you head to isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk, uh, you will get uh, a special landing pages that they've created. And if uh, there's no longer the information there, but if you use the uh, um, the code uh, Sonic10 at checkout, uh, not on subscriptions or hardware, but uh, even on the sales that are happening, you can save yourself an extra 10% on anything you might choose to buy. And that's a little tip that uh, a little a bit of discount so we thank Isotope for their support of the show They've been very uh, long term supporters and I suppose at this time of year we should say thank you to our supporters our panellists uh, our viewers all the people that have kind of helped keep this going and make it uh, work behind the scenes and in front of the camera behind the camera all that kind of stuff anyway uh, right so what have we got now I think I might go I, I was wondering where to go next and I think I might go here because uh, this was it sort of ties in with the whole notion of um how to get a perfect mix. And I, I, I suspect that uh, you might have something to say on this. Uh, let me see if I can find the... I, my my chapters don't seem to be working. There seems to be a slow thing on the, on, on the cloud. But this is a, a, a Pro Tools Expert uh, article by a chap called Don Morley, who's sort of he, he's sort of saying there is no such thing as a perfect mix, and I'm sure that some of you, um, our panelists, will have uh, something to say on that because uh, many of them mix, in fact. But I'm very much of the uh, subscription that a mix is never finished; it's just you stop doing it because you meet the deadline. Because you can always tweak, and I think the thing is, given an unlimited amount of time, you will always continue to tweak it. So it's almost you sort of need those rules to be able to get to a specific point because you have to sort of the cadence of when you finished and when your best work goes in is in, is sort of in some ways important to it to work to a deadline now Yoad I'm going to come to well that's not Yoad I'm going to come to you Yoad first because you do this all the time and presumably you I know you like to work fast you know you your your all of your kind of workflow and automation and you know remote control stuff is designed to make you be able to do this quickly. So how would you subscribe? I mean, do you feel like sometimes, because I mean, you're working for clients, right? So you might say this is about as good as the mix is ever going to get, and then they might come back with a, yeah, but A, B, C, D, you know, whatever, notes. How do you, do, do, do you often kind of find that you've, you're there, or do you just kind of go, that's as good as it's going to get given the time? Um, I, I look at a mix uh, as a performance, so uh, I try to, to maintain a sort of a live or sort of a creative burst or energy and all these nice words, um, you know, within a mix. So you, you can mix. And I've been involved in, I've been mixing albums. I think the longest I did was uh, mixing an album in six weeks um, lockout in, in the studio every day, 14 hours or 16 hours. Um, uh, and stuff like that. I've been in the in the nineties. Uh, I've been involved with with the, quite a few albums like that. Um, 
and also the the method that uh, you know before mixing in the box and all that we had like a day and a half or two days or something like that in most cases to to mix a track and then you had to 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 just let it go and start a new mix because you had 10 mix 10 days to mix an album or 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 something like that or two weeks or something like that which was normal uh, and if you want to do recalls it was a nightmare and took hours and never sounded the same and and stuff like that these days when with the technology when everything is recallable and you just load it up um, i'm actually utilizing this uh, in order to maintain the the creativity and and the focus so i would mix uh, luckily, I have um, my assistants and my, uh, you know, engineers who prepare the mix for me and do all the edits and the, the mix prep and, and stuff like that. So I get to do just the fun stuff. So everything is labeled and everything is colored and edited and with fades and stuff. So I just give it kind of a burst of, of energy for a couple of hours then I would let it go, move on to something else, um, uh, come back to it the next day, listen in the car, listen on the phone. A lot of the time I spend on a mix is not at the desk, is actually on headphones and in other, in other environments, just um, trying to, uh, you know, benefit from the fact that you don't have to sit at the desk. Uh, because sometimes you can, like I said, you can, you can do it too much. You can kind of commit to to death basically mm. if you you make it more smooth and more smooth and more smooth and then it loses the it may be perfect but it it's it you know uh, so i'm trying to maintain uh, a live feel to it i think there's a video i did for for sound better uh, years ago when when they started when i did a mix in um, 10 minutes i think it was two and a half passes um it's it's like a gopro when i have a few gopros on me so you can see the the mixer perspective on on an ssl desk and there's something about that and i used to do live live sound as well there's something about that it, it's a performance and that's what i try to maintain even while sitting you know looking at the string at, at, at the screen with with the mouse in my hand i'm, I'm trying to maintain this element uh because i think it comes across um in the mix yeah. that something about the energy and all that does come across that's interesting what you're saying about all the prep and stuff because i mean that you know that it is, is the tedious business so yeah that makes a lot of sense to just kind of n narrow it down to the, the so you can but it's, so, it's it. super important yeah it's absolutely super important and this is something i always stress on uh on on my videos and my master classes and and stuff like that uh that mix prep is 50 percent of the thing when you have everything in time and no you don't have to worry about clicks or fades or noises and stuff like that then it, it leads to creativity because if your vocal is is properly edited and this is what i tell my assistants i want every track to to sound ready to be on a on a sample library you know it has to be perfect because then you can be more you have more artistic freedom because you can compress the vocals 40 db or something like that if you want to and you don't have to worry about like it, it pumping kind of noise at the ends of of words and stuff like that or you have like double t's or double s's from the backing vocals 
you know, and all that. So, so it's super important, not to mention the timing, uh, sometimes with, uh, with electronic, uh, with, you know, programmed stuff, the samples that people used are not entirely, you know, edited. The, 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 so yeah. if you, if you put everything in time and move it, so it's like sample accurate and all that, there's so much clarity before you even touched, um, you know, an EQ or, or a compressor. So it just sounds the, the, the material you, you dealing with is already kind of the best it can be. And then right. you can really work quickly and, and, and mix. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Guys, I saw you nodding a lot there. I'm guessing. Mm. You, I'm just saying you, yeah, you look a little bit, I oh, know that's all right. It was the angle of your head. I was just worried that your camera oh. was off again. Um, <laughs> Is it that, but yeah, some wise words there. I mean, I think, yeah, prepping, because mm. I, I've been in that situation where I've spent a load of time yeah. mixing and it, getting just trying to get, well, I can't, you know, I'm trying to get rid of the spill or the bleed or whatever yeah. before, so I can do something to a track that I couldn't, you know, so. Yeah, I was really frustrating when what is supposedly a mixed job, but you end up spending, you know, like days maybe editing, you know. And I think sometimes that editing aspect, you know, because if you if you bring the levels up to where you want them to be and they're not edited correctly, like there's out of time playing, there's out of tune vocals or whatever, uh, and it, it, what you what you typically do is tuck things under back in the mix if they don't sound great, and then you end up with that kind of bland, you know, mixing. I I've always been part. I've always been a real big believer of that, you know, positive mixing where all of the elements that you want are really forward in the mix, and uh, you know, and they can only be in that position if they are, you know, kind of correct in terms of the editing. So uh, often budgets, mix budgets, don't include. <laughs> the time for editing and mix prepping and another thing as well sometimes i get mixed jobs in and it's just just so many little fragments and little bits and tracks and it just takes ages just to um <laughs> just i'm just thinking of a gold trap multi-track right now <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know uh, so i spend quite a lot of time just colorizing and group and putting into sort of folder ma making lots of folder tracks and what i typically like to do with a mix so is just create eight group tracks and i've done this for years and years and years where i just i've got um like a drum group a bass group a guitar group a keyboard group uh or maybe two guitar groups um a keyboard group a backing vocal group and a vocal lead vocal group or something like that along those kind of lines and uh just you know there's usually a few little anomalies but i'd find a home for them i just i so i've just made a an eight an eight channel version of the mix so i can have a very quick control over the mix over the overall mix um that 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 really works for me but i mean typically then i'm going into the tracks and add you know applying lots of automation and whatnot but um you know there's certain things that were old techniques that i've quite often referred back to when trying to chase what is a perfect mix you know such as bringing the volume to those quiet as it, it can possibly be and the only elements you should still be able to make out all of the vocals lyrics you know all of the lyrics at the quietest point and the only element other element you should be able to hear at that level is maybe the snare drum i mean i don't know quite how true all of that always is but I, you know those, that's something that i that i sometimes uh refer right back to uh it's quite handy but i mean certainly the one about being able to hear all of the lyrics i think you know i think that's kind of a very key a very key thing at that you know tiny 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 you know vote, vote, you know tiny level um 
But I mean, in terms of actually, you know, the perfect mix, uh, yeah, there's there's a million billion possible mixes, and out of that million billion, there's probably a fair few billion perfect mixes. So there's no single one mix. And of course, you know, tastes vary quite a lot. I like quite a bass. <laughs> <laughs> a bass-driven mix for obvious reasons. Um, although I typically mix my own performances a little bit quiet, and that's quite often the case. I think with people have put their own, you know, laid their own parts on. You know, you, you tend to sort of push them back a little bit to put the other people forward. Um, but the other thing that I like to do with mixes is try to uh, reduce the clutter and find the space, you know, find the space. And uh, I remember this one mix job that I was doing for this band. They sent me these tracks and... Um, the the rhythm guitarist was dreadful, really dreadful. And I was trying to get mix working and it's just always sounding terrible. And then I just tried muting that guitarist and suddenly there the mix was. Oh, yes. So, uh, you know. Hard sell though, I'd imagine. I know. I sent the band a mix with this other guitarist just, just removed. And they went, what have you done with this guitar? Where is it? I said, well, you know, I think it's from there without, oh, no, man, it's missing this, that, and the other. I said, oh, right, okay, yeah, it's, it's missing the crap. I'll, I'll put the crap back in for you, you know. Uh, but, I mean, so that's where there's a certain amount of politics that you have to adhere yeah, to, gosh, you yeah. know, that's not to do with actually what makes the mix better. Uh, but it's a shame sometimes because, you know, the, like the mixes, I, you know, it was, I could mix that music once that guitar was out, you know. So, Interesting. Um, yeah, but I mean, it is, I, you know, deadlines are crucial, really, because, you know, I call it the realm of the infinite adjustability, um, you know, because there's just ridiculous amounts of variables available to you. So, so as I mentioned earlier, you know, by, by making this like submix of just, you know, eight stereo groups and, and, and using that mostly and lots of automation of, the, of, the, of that, of those group tracks, um, is a big thing for me, but also just volume automations in general. I try to use as little processing and plugins as possible um, and use just volume automations in place of maybe heavy compression. And uh, right, but yeah, and, and another classic thing I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this if you make if you're working, say, on a, with acoustic drums and uh, you spend ages for gating everything, compressing everything, and treat, and then um, and then you just turn off all the processing and then the drums sound great again <laughs> it's like oh no um you know that's yeah yeah it's a real fine um, art. last point i'll make uh, though is uh, one thing i do like to do is um when i think everything is kind of right or roughly you know say you know we're, we're about to move on to the next song or whatever uh what i like to do is i like to run off the mix not listen to you know of been working on it and but rather than playing that mix back in the in the project i like to create a mix down and and then listen to that mix down and i'll name the project and the mix down the same and then i'll advance the name of the mix and the project for subsequent uh, yeah. iterations but i don't know i mean maybe yoad might be able to sort of clarify this to me but when you render off a mix and you're rendering it and it's got everything baked in all the automations or any plugins that you're using and then you listen to it as a sort of stereo mix down i mean <clears throat> for me i always feel it's great you've managed to sort of extract the mix out of the project so it exists sort of independently of the project but um i just wonder whether 
that's the best way to listen to the mix because then it then there's no vagaries regarding kind of plugging uh you know i don't know um but i i for me it seems to be like a solid like i i like to listen to it independently and then i can assess that mix and as i say if i go back and then make adjustments i'll I'll do exactly the same process, but increment the name. So they always, yeah. you know, and then yeah, if yeah. I go back and listen to earlier mixes, I can go back and uh, get the parts that I want from, you know, whichever iteration. So, so um, Dom, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you songwrite as well. And sometimes when one is yeah. songwriting or creating at the same time, the mix is almost sort of happening in, in real time. For many of us, it's not possible to separate the two things and i think maybe I that's part say, of the issue even more now than than when my most successful songs were happening that, that that's very true the definition of of mixing and producing has has changed because everyone's a producer these days that's making music somehow and and everyone i know who may be semi-pro or they're working really hard at their music uh, they might be doing it at home they definitely see the value in sending their final version off for mastering. That's definitely a thing you do, mainly because I guess you, to get it sounding good on Spotify and everything, that's a technical, it's seen as a technical rather than a creative process. It's almost like, well, my mix is brilliant. So, you know, you just need to make sure it works on, on all the outlets. But very few of them consider sending the mixes that they're doing out to independent mixes. And, and if you want to hear the difference and the creativity that a, a, a good mixer, I mean, honestly, I truly believe Yoad is one of the best mixers in the world, if not the best mixer in the world at the moment for what Whoa. I've heard him doing. Um, oh, but thank if, you. Well, have a listen to what he does. No, see, I'm yeah, serious. If you listen to what he did on the, um, on the Sonic State track that he produced and just watched half an hour of that video about the creative stuff that he used on the plugins and how the sounds changed and how the source sounds were well, good and simple, but it was incredible. And it will just introduce you to the idea that if you send, you know, 16 tracks of audio to this man or 128 tracks, make him work for his money, mixes do <laughs> an incredible job. But they, they're almost like a record label thing nowadays, like they used to be. So so coming back to what I was saying, I don't, I don't think there's... Um, I don't think there's a perfect mix in terms of being lovely. There's a perfect mix for a song, which is often viewed as the imperfect mix, you know, when everything's just 99 Problems by Jay-Z. I mean, that's just slamming and probably not what you do as a perfect mix, but it works and it rips the speakers off. Um, but, yeah, as a songwriter, from a songwriter's point of view, I mean, it's interesting because Stay Another, I wrote Stay Another Day with a couple of other guys and we demoed it. And on the demo, I had drums all over it. And we actually demoed 10 songs in 10 days. And I think about eight or nine ended up on the album because it was really rushed. Um, and quite a lot of the time, actually, the fundamentals of a lot of the stuff we put on the demos ended up on the final tracks, either as the original sounds and replay. They, they went to the producers. So we handed them over to uh, Ian Kerno and Phil Harding, who are amazing producers. One's basically a keyboard player, the other's a mixer. So they were... Well, they used to work for PWL, they, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They were the bunker downstairs from PWL. Really, really super duper guys to work with as well, you know. Um and so they took it and they kind of polished them, which is perfect for me because I hate that polishing thing. For finishing stuff, it's hard, you know. So they were given these great, what actually turned out to be great demos um, and, and embellished them and got sometimes used the same vocals, sometimes whatever. But anyway, Stay Another Day had drums all over it. Um, and they realized it was a good 
single, they realized that it stood the chance of doing well. It was a nice song and everything. And then they spent literally two weeks mixing this thing and it wouldn't work. And then one night, um, I kind of wandered in and they just said, oh, sub this. We just can't get it right. Lay a track, lay a pass down without the drums. We'll use it as a pass on the B side. We'll come back and carry on in the morning. And when they came back on in the morning, they listened to it without the drums and they went, that's it. That's it. That is the mix. So it was an, it was an afterthought. That was the perfect mix. Um, so, wow. I, you know, it's, it's one of those, I don't think you ever know it's a perfect mix or a mix that you could not make better without hindsight. So therefore right. it's kind of pointless spending days and days and days mixing something to perfection because you're still going to come back in a week's time. <laughs> you may not Can have just, a week uh, to get it right and go, yeah, you might go, yes, you might get it, but you don't stand any chance of knowing. And in my experience, the faster you can push it together, the, the, more spontaneous and exciting it sounds and the longer i spend the more i should probably be going back and replacing some of the original sounds because i'm working to polish something that should probably have been better in the first right. place but i would recommend as a, a result of all this because we're, we're all a bit old school we all had you know labels and, and whatever and we you know we'd record something and they'd go off to a mixer and then they'd go off to be mastered and the a and r man would um, run the whole project and everything investigate you know getting your tracks out to be independently mixed because you know they will guys will bring definitely bring something to the party they'll also bring objectivity in and you you get objectivity by listening to what comes back and it will also well hey force sounds you like to, ebay um, <laughs> it's yeah, the mix please amazon um, it'll also kind of force you to finish stuff as well because yeah well it's another deadline mixing, it's an imposed it, you know, deadline yeah that, if that's you're mixing as you go along you never quite know when to stop because you can go back and change the drums and then you carry on mixing and then you go back so there's another thing to finish so you've got to draw a line over over your your recorded stuff your stuff in the computer yeah. and switch to mixing and, and then send it to Yoad. i don't know how expensive Yoad is, but <laughs> it's worth it's worth saving up i'll pay you later wise you'll, <laughs> you'll get in contact <laughs> or maybe just a mix eh? hey oh, yeah. uh, right um yeah excellent well, thank you thank you very much for all of that that's uh, very insightful um i think uh we've got time for one maybe one more and i'll but i'll throw this in there because i think this is this this is just it's free so why the heck not and i think if i press that button yeah Done. here we go dom segalis there uh this is the steinberg lo-fi piano freebie it does sound nice I'm, i am so oh the link seemed to be working again go dom <laughs> yeah, this is a free one from Steinberg. Uh, it actually is uh, free, free. It works on Halion uh, play, Player. Uh, and I did write some facts and figures. Halion SE it'll work on. Uh, basically, you just need to get out over to uh, uh, Steinberg and... Um, and I get it, and it'll work in most DAWs. I think it, I, I did. I thought I had. Let me just bring this. If I can bring the window, Lo-Fi Piano. Yeah, I don't know how big it is, but it just it, there were some nice sounds in there, and it's always nice to have free. And as we know, pianos are very objective things, and it's uh, that one just mm. seemed to sit quite nicely in there. It has a sort of vibe to it. Um, I think. Um, <sighs> I don't know who, to, who who has anything to say about this. I mean, there are some number of things with Steinberg that are going on behind the scenes as well. But, uh, well, you're a big Cubase user. Would, would you be mm. – you've probably already got an account. You just need to go and click and it will be there. And you yeah, yeah I should, it. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think this looks good. I mean, I just a, I mean, Dom Sigalaso is one of the most joyful, beautiful people I've ever met, he, and he is every bit as yeah. positive and as radiant as he is as he is on his videos. And he, fantastic musician too. Anyway, that's uh, enough about that. But he, um, well, that this is using the Halion thing. Now, something to bear in mind, I think, which um, when we did the review of it, Nick, one thing that you were really into, wasn't it, the fact that if you use Halion, you can. You can export your own libraries. Uh, do you remember? Ah, uh, so yes, you can and make, create your own freebies, yeah. You can create your own freebies. Distributable, yeah. So, um, which, which is a really powerful a powerful feature. Um, but, I mean, beyond that, I don't really know. I haven't I haven't really had time to look at this or check this out, but I definitely will grab it. Um, as you say, I mean, pianos are, are one of the most, well, such a variable thing. And uh, I've always been a big fan of piano tech. Uh, I love piano tech, but uh, other people not so keen on that. And uh, so, yeah, I think it is a very uh, subjective thing, pianos. Um, uh, there we go. But this looks uh, good. Yeah, Lofa is based on an upright acoustic oh. piano that was recorded with carefully selected vintage microphone. So... That, uh, you know that yep. uh, all, all as it should be uh, and how, Dom, how big is it uh yeah, yeah i couldn't find that information because I, I wasn't able to okay. download it so i i don't know yeah. but i'm guessing uh, yeah i i, I can't, it doesn't say in the specs need another piano dom i mean because we've well. got the spit the, the spitfire <laughs> um the spitfire um soft piano which is particularly lovely that's free but this yeah, is yeah i like the tacky, bit... uh, not the tacky the sort of tack piano the i can always forget its name but it's it's like um an ivory's one. Um, I'll I'll dig it out while you're talking to someone else. We reviewed it a while back, and it's really really cool. It's got sort of particles in there, and it's a very famous piano. And then they stuck pins in oh, it. Oh, is that the Nils Fram one? Is that the Nils? That's Fram? the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely, I really love that one. This sounds great. I'm not sure I'll ever tire of lo-fi sounds. To be honest, I mean the the dubstep wubba wubba had a shelf life that didn't last that long, but I'm still happily listening to dubstep sounds like that, not uh, to, to lo-fi sounds like that. Um, and it sounds really nice. It sounds like you should have to buy it. It doesn't sound like a free thing, um, which is kind of the, the best thing I can describe it as. It's, a, it's a, a no-brainer. Get it and give it a go. It just has a very nice, warm, pleasing, relaxing kind of mm. sound to it. So I can't, can't fault it. But, and it's it free. Incredible. Mm. Lo-fi is easier to mix because you don't have to do any cutting. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not send this one to Yoad. Go, go away, away for a different one. <laughs> Yoad, have you got enough pianos in your life? Even even for a free... We've got enough disc space for any more pianos in your life? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, it's nice. It sounds it sounds great. But I, I mean, there's so many kind of lo-fi plugins around or t even tape plugins which you can throw um, on top of any piano sound and it will have the sort of, uh, you know, wobble and the, the, the noise Fair and enough. all that. Um, but obviously it's nice when you have it as a one thing and it's already has, it already has all the, all the elements, you know, um, uh, XO's, uh, XO are they called? Um, RC20, you know, that lo-fi plugin is really, really nice. I really like it. And uh, you you can get very similar results um, 
with with just that um, as well there's, as the there's no pie. excuse is there really because you, you could know, just you could just recall a, ca- a channel strip in most DAWs so just build it and then recall it I suppose that's a fair point yeah but but obviously there's something cool and easy and convenient about having it already done for you and it seems like a lot of the the plugins and also a lot of the stuff uh, we do um, at Waves and uh, and uh, Dom's Incinerator which is also something uh, that I really recommend because it's you, you just put it on stuff and it sounds no really I mean uh, it, 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 you just want stuff which is kind of uh, rough and ready you know uh, this is what everything seems to be all about these days and we at Waves uh, are are on or in that trend as well um, so I think it's also. It's also nice to see Steinberg, which are always in my mind uh, from the early days of, of Cubase and uh, and all that, um, seem to be very sort of uh, slick and German and clean, you know, to come up with uh, with uh, lo-fi sort of vibe. It's nice to see that, and it's nice to see that um, there's a trend. And and like like I mentioned before, you know, all the distortion and harmonic distortion plugins that you throw over a mix to make it seem less digital and less uh, sort of sterile and clean and all that. It, it, it's nice because uh, it it brings back some some vibe uh, to to the music. Um, and and the fact that that you have all these ready to go sounds um, that people don't have to really because not many people are very experienced and not many people come from the era of tapes and uh, yeah that's true and vinyl and all that so yeah so it's nice to 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 get that those sounds um, you know um, ready to go. Absolutely. Uh, shout out there from Piano Book, uh, pianobook.co.uk, which uh, is also mentioned. There's a lot of free stuff on there that uses contact or also uh, a decent sampler, which is another great thing to use. Although there's, it's not as comp- there's, you can't do as much as complex things with decent sampler with onboard effects. But uh, we've put, we've posted a few sample packs on our Patreon. Uh, there we go. I get to make a plug for that as well while I'm at it. There we go. I'll just put that yeah. up there now. Patreon.com. We do, yeah, I did a couple. There's some uh, some uh, ones on there that you can check out um okay right well things have there's been fascinating discussion so we haven't got through as many topics as i was uh, as i've got listed but i think it's important that we do our picks because we're getting towards the end of the year for those who perhaps don't remember uh we've got the uh the quiz next year next week uh this is now really coming together i'm pretty excited about this because i've got 10 questions from YouTubers and musicians uh, for one round and we've got five, uh, four other rounds and all the technology is, is there. I've managed to figure out all the buttons. So next week, the 22nd is our, uh, is our third, I think it's the third Sonic quiz. And this time I think it's going to be even better. So, um, what we're talking about now is, is kind of panel picks. As we get towards the end of the year, you know, there are a number of, th- you know, we've had a chance to think about what's been out there. And I just wanted to uh, throw a few um, suggestions out to the uh, to the panellists. So, 
Dom, what I think your pick was interesting. You've got you've gone for uh, two picks. Uh, the first one, let me just see if I can find it here. I must remember not to look pick, up a, a, a geek really. pick, which is the Unreal Engine, which I think I've got that here, yeah. which is the sort of three D modelling and whatnot. Um, yeah, this is this is an odd one, and it's really come into its own with the new Mac actually, because this is one of the things that was really taxing my old one, and it's not necessarily musical, but and and. Unreal Engine 5, which is a pre-release at the moment, it's not live, but you can download it for free, is truly incredible in terms of the. it has inbuilt into it uh, a synth audio engine where you can literally build whatever you want. You can pull in a square wave oscillator and a bunch of filters and build a synthesizer. Last night, I built a 909 uh, drum machine in it just by importing some samples. It's got sample accurate playback. You can just set a timer off, adjust the tempo, add some distortion plugins, whatever you want. It, it is quite incredible. And it literally took an evening and it's all drag and drop, you know, uh, no coding. You can code it and see if, and see if you want to, but it's just dragging wires between. Yeah, look really incredible. complicated. I'm impressive, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, it's not. You can make a synth by dragging kind of six things on. And the point with this is you can have that synth on the screen and play it, but you could also drop it into a virtual world and then have things change by waving your phone or your hands or walking towards it in a game or whatever. And I think it's the... it's. I've seen the the virtual reality 3D world future of music. It's, they've really taken it and run with it. And it's even if you just use the audio bit of it, it's an incredible thing and a great introduction to being able to use that stuff. So, I, it, yeah, an amazing bit of software. So that's my geek pick. It's completely free as well. You can even sell stuff with it, and you have to sell quite a lot before they even start charging you a royalty on it. So uh, definitely worth a download. Interesting. Uh, Unreal Engine by... Um, and your, I bet your second pick is the Behringer yeah, ARP 2600. The BARP. The yeah, BARP. Um, which... I had my name down for a Korg remake and they'd sold out by the time they got to me. Um, I'd love to own an original. I used an original. I used Vince Clark's for a while, actually, in his studio. So I know and love them. But I had to uh, make myself. I, I wanted it before the small version of the Korg came out. And uh, so I got one of these and I'm blown away by the quality and the price and the sounds that come out of it. And And to be honest... You know, it, aside from the fact it's monophonic, so you're going to have a job playing chords uh, on it. Um, it's you just get a duo out of it, I'd imagine. You can just get you can get two sounds out of it, but you know, and you can layer. I've layered it down into Logic and recorded it to make chords out of it. But but yeah, as a anything as a how, let me learn synthesis. It's perfect. You can make entire tracks from it. You can make amazing sounding kick drums, and really. This is the ARP. This is not necessarily the Behringer version, but, you know, it's it's just a brilliant synth. So, and, and actually back with Vince Clark, he used to use it to make, make almost all the all the sounds on your zoo tracks. So he'd put the kick drum, then you'd make a hi-hat on it and put that down. Then you'd make a snare and put that down. It was incredible to watch. And and this thing, you can do it. And I've, I've, there's a couple of YouTube vids I've made of, of kind of a song with, with just this, you know, how to make a kick drum and all that. So uh, from a learning experience to an incredibly useful synth and a amazing sounding tool they're they're brilliant and i'm i'm really pleased that they are affordable yeah I have 500 back 500 quid yeah yeah, uh, I've got it on good authority from someone who knows that an original sounds better than the Korg, sounds better than the the Behringer, and it goes in price order. But I would never notice, you know, the difference in in terms of when I'm making a track on it. So, if you if you're looking for a new synth and perhaps you haven't considered it, it's uh, it's just a brilliant thing. 
Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for that. So, Gaz, um, you you did a couple, didn't you? But the one I went for just purely because uh, it was this year (laughs) was uh, (laughs) was the uh, RC five hundred five Mark II. Yeah, I mean, I put an order in for one. I haven't got one yet, but I'm getting one. Uh, the 505 Mark One, as, as I've, I've made abundantly clear on many, many occasions, is one of my absolute all-time favourite pieces of music tech here. And I had, I thought it was almost perfect, and it was a few things that I wanted it to do, and the Mark Two has done them. I, I, I did a one of my live, I think the last live stream I did a number of weeks ago. I, I kind of speculated about the Mark Two. I didn't have the access to the information at the time, and it didn't appear that it was an audio interface. But yes, it is an audio interface, and even better than that, it's got a two two types of audio interface in the new one. You can use it with a driver, and and that opens up all of it as a as a you know quite to you know a lot of input and output channels or you can use it as a class compliant stereo in stereo out uh as an audio interface now i didn't know that at the time i think that is fantastic the old mark one would function as an audio interface but you'd need the driver for it um right. so <clears throat> so that's a really cool thing also another another of the features that i didn't know that you could do i mean all of this is in your review i hasten to add and that's why i learned it from uh you can you can do bounce downs on it. So yeah, that's that a big deal. I think that's a, a big deal. Yeah. I did, and I if you, the, the that. thing that's cool about that is if you do bounce downs yeah. and then you've got the mark and the undo, you've got, you could actually create some really interesting kind of complete sections and replace them and stuff. If you were, if you had a, a brain able to cope with the complexity <laughs> of, of putting yeah. that together. But I mean, I've been, I, you know, cause obviously they've got the, RC six hundred, which is uh, the um, yeah the floor the pedal version. version, and they're very very similar. They've got the same uh, menu system, um, and you know this is the interesting thing now. Uh, when the Mark One came out, uh, it had some serious limitations to what you could do uh, over MIDI um, and over the foot switching because they, they they tried to sort of make it so you couldn't so it so if you wanted to use a floor based looper you should buy the floor based one and then and this was a desktop one but now the MIDI implementation on both units I mean that if if yeah so if you want to use if you want to use this desktop one and have it uh, with, like, say, uh, a Nectar um, Pacer pedal, as an example, MIDI pedal, or the other way around, get the 600 and then have some MIDI controller on the desktop, then, you know, they've seen sense and both workflows uh, are perfect. Yeah, the, the level of, the of customization is kind of insane. It's a little, you, yeah. you look at it and just yeah. go, actually, that's too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. but really useful so, to fit the yeah. workflow that you might want. You know, I mean, it's right. exactly. So, when the 505 first came out, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, it was marketed heavily as a beatboxer looper, but I was thinking about it as uh, something for catching, capturing desktop performances or modular performances and being able to sort of just build instant sort of uh, tracks on the fly. And um, and this Mark II really does increase that facility and, you know, that purpose. And uh, yeah, excellent work, uh, I think, uh, Roland yeah. Boss, you know, for what they've done with this. They've taken what was excellent about the original. And, and they didn't mess it up. <laughs> didn't mess it up. No. So yeah. So yeah, that's my pick. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah, and I, I know I didn't hear anything from you. I don't know whether you've got uh, anything that you were particularly uh, um, enamoured from from this year. Enamoured from from this year. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I, I want to mention um, Brainworks uh, guitar amp simulations uh, because uh, they're so good. I was just uh, became aware of them um, this year. That's why I, I thought it was uh, worth uh, mentioning, even though I think that some of them were probably released uh, this year, uh, but some of them are older. Uh, they sound great. They sound really good uh, to play. You know, you, you know, with amp simulations, it's all about how it makes you feel when you play. It's like a guitar amp. You either connect to it or or not. And I find that they they sound. It just makes you makes you want to play, and and they really carry the sort of the difference between the different guitars. Um, it's not it, it doesn't all sound like one thing you know sometimes with amp simulators it it it, it all that has a, a certain sound but with um they have quite a few um modeling um amps and they just sound great i do have some some criticism i mean it sounds like that they use a kind of low bit rate so when you try to to lower the gain input in order to get a lot of them are kind of um, uh, leaning towards high gain and a lot of high gain um, modeling uh, of, of real amps uh, are used. Uh, but what I like to do is to, to, to bring the gain right down. So to, to, to basically use them as clean or sort of crunch sounds. And then you get a lot of quantization noise and sort of uh, nastiness. Um, but other than that, they sound really good, and the, the cabinets uh, they use are really nice. Uh, for my analysis, it's um, they are kind of um, synthesized uh, cabinet IRs rather than uh, recorded, um, just by analyzing the frequency response and other elements. Uh, but they do sound great, um, so I, I really enjoy playing uh playing through them at the moment uh, excellent yeah excellent. really well, love I, them i yeah. managed to get the uh the, the link uh stuck in the uh spreadsheet so it got posted out to the youtube thing. Uh, the youtube uh, comments thing has been a bit patchy today i think there's there's cloud issues so hopefully uh it'll all be in the show notes that all of this stuff uh my pick was uh oh no that's my pick i'm just trying to find it now <laughs> Where's my pick? I picked the uh, IK Multimedia Uno Synth Pro. And the reason I did that, because I came back to it the other day and uh, was just sort of really loving the way it sounded. I had a friend uh, came over because I had the... Um, I had the uh, uh, the Polybrute here because I did the, the the video with the uh, um, uh, with Sebastian for the uh, new Polybrute firmware, which was a big a big deal. And I, I said, oh, you should try this out. And I plugged it in as uh, again, and I ju it really held its own against that. And it's it's just it's a great synth by Della and the team. Uh, and you know, the desktop version you can pick up for three hundred and fifty quid, which I think for a three oscillator analog synth with that level of Hoof. I mean, it's it, it it does sound very good. I mean, it's a little rough around the edges in places, but now they've got the editor, we could share patches. I mean, I just think it's a really nice synthesizer, and it really suits 
the where the, the kind of places I like to go sonically. So uh, that's that's my pick for this year. And it was, I think, released just this year. It might have been announced in December, but it didn't come out till January. <laughs> that's my that's why I'm sticking to that anyway. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. So, folks, thank you very much, everybody, for uh, for joining us. It feels like we're probably uh, at the end. Next week is the quiz. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It's going to be chaos as ever, but um, that's what we like. It's good fun. Gaz, uh, and when's your next gig then? Have you got one tomorrow night? Tomorrow. Or? Yeah, no, tomorrow. So, I mean, we played Exeter yesterday and I'm driving up uh, because it was like a day between gigs. Uh, that's why I've managed to uh, just pop home for very brief, you know, less than 24 hours. Watch your smalls. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go back with a lot less kit. I took a whole studio's worth of kit with me as well. So I was, you know, you know, I, with a plan of like in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Rooms, Don't we all? Know, do, do, do. Yeah. And so, so I'm going to drop. <laughs> That's all going to stay. I'm going to go back with minimum art of kit. Um, we are in uh, Nottingham Rock City tomorrow. So that's uh, with, you know, so if anyone is in that area. In fact, if anyone is in the Nottingham area and wants to come, drop me a drop me a line. I might be able to get you on the guest. Whoa. On There's only, I've only got like two. So Time limited. Uh, Time, Time limited. limited for anyone. There we go. The so- Sonic area. State meet and greet opportunity at <laughs> wow. somebody else's gig. Well, yeah. Meet and meet and greet with it over over yeah. a certain distance, you know, yeah. and wave really. Yeah. Um yeah. And then we're off. Now we don't know. I think it looks like we're gonna do it, but we got after Nottingham, we're off to Leeds and then we're up to up for the Scotland tour. Now that's quite a controversial one because Scotland have uh, Oh they've got different uh, yeah new, passports new restrictions. So we yeah, so fingers crossed that's gonna happen and that's gonna take us to Edinburgh, Glasgow and somewhere where I've never been before, Aberdeen. So ah. hopefully it'll happen. But yeah. Oil City. It's the yeah, Texas of the United Kingdom. Yeah. New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. wow great. Yeah. Oh so you're out over Christmas. Oh my well, yeah, until, yeah, Chris, day, day before Christmas Eve, I'm home, yeah, so. Right. Well, have a great tour, Gaz. Uh, lovely to speak to you. And, uh, Thanks yes, so much. Very, very soon. And, have of course, Mr. Mr. Yes, and Dom Hawken as well. <laughs> lovely to have you too. Um, we'll no doubt see you again soon. I'm glad you're feeling a bit better because I know you you, yes, I don't, I, you weren't COVIded up, were you? But you False you, alarm, you, yeah, yeah, a couple of days. Just of, got of actually ill, regular ill. There's no, t- there's no room yeah, for regular normal. ill. <laughs> boring. No, no, no one cares anymore. I'd have got some sympathy in the past, but no, no none these days. But no, thanks for having me, and uh, have a great quiz if uh, if I'm not on it, if I if I don't see you there. And happy Christmas to everybody who's been watching. And uh, thanks to you, Nick, for an amazing another year's worth of streams. It's uh, incredible. Well, you're welcome. Yay. It's always fun. Uh, and Yoad, thanks to ha- thanks for thanks to you as well. I, I, I hope you get some time off over the holiday some period. Time. Um, it doesn't look like it, uh, fortunately enough. I mean, usually it's, it gets a little bit quieter before Christmas, but uh, not this year. Uh, I, you know, I enjoy mixing, so uh, I'm happy with that. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a good year, challenging, less challenging than than 2020, obviously. But uh, yeah, I had uh, COVID as well uh, in August, which was quite nasty. So I'm really lucky to, I feel very lucky to to, to have come out of it. And uh, I'm now being super, I think that everyone who had it uh, is is being really extra cautious because it's it's not nice at all. So I'm, I'm very glad to, to, to be back and, uh, 
and and working and uh, yeah i feel very grateful uh to be doing what i'm doing um and yeah and happy christmas to everybody and uh stay healthy and stay and safe Absolutely. Here, here to that. And thank you very much. Thank you all to uh, the uh, chatties in the um, in the YouTube, the IRC, and also Discord. I think it found, got working again. Like I say, I don't know quite. Everything was a bit sluggish for a while. And thanks to, uh, I think that was Wagyu with a, uh, with a pear character <laughs> cheerfully blowing a party horn. Thank you very much. Yeah. That will go to... I was hoping we were going to be able to have a Christmas drinks thing, but it looks like that's going to be not possible just because of uh, restrictions. So we'll have to move it to next year maybe we'll get a spring collect thing together or maybe i'll just spend it all on me and uh, get drunk no I, i'm sure i won't uh, and uh, yeah another one in from david ramirez thank you very much uh, look forward to that anyway um so folks that's it for this week i uh, don't forget quiz next week uh, don't know who's going to be on yet but uh, i'm gonna, I maybe we'll push the boat out and get more people on who knows it might be fun uh, that's it for this time that was sonic talk uh, uh gosh what was it 694 695 Ooh. even good lord wow. Not far to go till 700. See you all next time. That's it for this time. Bye-bye now. Take care.